Welcome to episode eight of Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Keezer. Yeah, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going. It's a That's nice a day. Shirt. You like that? I knew we'd be talking some Celtics today, yeah. so I had to I got my you know, No Dunks podcast, their Chicago Bulls-themed oh. t-shirt on, which is kind of fun because anybody listens to this podcast on you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, they have no idea what we're wearing because they don't see the video. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I always oh, love man. about playing like Joe Rogan's podcast or things like that where I'm like watching, listening to it in the car on the way to work. And they're like, look at this video. And I'm like, I can't. I'm listening to you on the audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like not made for, not made for all audiences, but made for all audiences. Yes, exactly. That's so. Fine. Brian and I come back every two weeks, hopefully, to talk just random stuff. But I think that both of us are going through withdrawals of uh, basketball. Um, and so we thought we'd talk a little bit basketball. We give forewarning ahead of time to anybody who's listening. This is going to be mostly basketball. Um, I was looking at House of Highlights, uh, the Instagram, the other night. And I just looked over at Taylor one. and I, I go, I want basketball back so bad. <laughs> Even though it's June and we would basically be watching the NBA finals right now. Right. So it wouldn't be, it'd be almost over anyway, but I just feel like I, I just know they didn't finish the season and they're talking about coming back and I just want it back. I want to be able to watch the basketball games at night on TV and enjoy some hoops. Um, hopefully soon we will be able to, huh? I do hope it will be back soon. And I hope it's like good action. Like, yes. Not, I, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful for it, but at the same time, there's like a little piece of me that's like, is this going to be worth the wait and the investment of time and all that stuff? I saw like the NFL's thinking about pushing back. And so it's just like, it, that makes you think, oh, like are now NBA players going to be wondering, oh, should we wait? So I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. I like the format of it. Um, I think it has potential to be great. So we'll I think that the, the you know, NFL pushing back and, you know, different sports pushing back and doing these things, if everybody follows the rules. So if you go in and you say you have to stay in this, what they're calling the Disney world bubble, um, right. you do that. You don't interact with people outside this bubble. You, you don't go on trips or random stuff anywhere. There should be no reason that anybody contracts COVID it makes it difficult for people to play. You know what I mean? But there's going to be that one person who's like, oh, I went to a nightclub or something. Right. And they bring it back and everybody in the NBA gets COVID. And they're all like, why did you bring back the NBA? And Kyrie Irving ends up being right, which no one wants that. And <laughs> it's just – but the other thought about it, but I was, I was doing some research was there are players like Tatum doesn't know if he wants to come back during this. And it's not COVID-related. His is – He's got a contract getting ready to be signed, uh, a mass contract, and he's like, I can't risk being injured. And so he's like, well, this, this season may, we, we may be, you know, the whole rest versus uh, rust thing we talked about last yeah. time, which is like maybe he will get injured and he will get screwed. I'm like, he's going to get a contract whether or not he gets injured or not. Don't <laughs> just play basketball. So, yeah, just I get it. I get it. I understand you need money and, like, all of that stuff. You got to get paid. But there's a part of me that just, 
you know, especially after watching all these documentaries and you see like the Celtics versus Lakers. I don't know if you saw that three part mm-hmm. came out a couple of years ago um, like that. And then you see the last dance and stuff. And it, it, I know that contracts have always been a part of this discussion and all that, but you see like the, the mentality of Michael Jordan and like Larry Bird and these guys that like, no, they're, they're showing up and they're going to win. Like they mm-hmm. show up to win. They're not like, well, I know I need to get paid later on. Like that, that just, it bugs me about Tatum. And I get it's his first big contract that he's going to be looking at. So, you know, that's, it's a lot of money, but. It is, but in the same sense, like, it could be the difference between a couple million dollars. To us, you know, average people living in Maine, working nine to five jobs, 40 hours a week, 40 plus hours a week, yeah. and not making a million dollars, makes all of us go, you're still going to make millions of dollars. So whether or not you get injured and you make 10 times that, or you make mm-hmm. five times that or whatever, it all dep- like, just play basketball. You know, right. speaking of that and going into that, kind of like a cool uh, segue is, did you see the list of things that they're going to get in Disney world for these players? Like what no. they're actually, so here, let me go down a little bit of this list. Okay. So there's gonna be player lounges that have NBA 2k available for them to play. Uh, there'll be barbers there and manicurists. Okay. Uh, I just also what about read a pedicurist. That, I don't know exactly. Right. I just <laughs> also same. read that the NFL or EA sports is letting them play Madden 21 before it comes out so they can play. Madden. Uh, there'll be movie screenings with a DJ and potentially comedians coming in or bands coming in to, to perform for them. Uh, in these movie screenings, they'll be able to watch unreleased movies. I don't know if oh. that means like Disney movies that were like are in the vault or like movies that haven't come out yet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the ability to go to other games, other NBA games, which to me is kind of cool thinking about like you're playing and your competition could be sitting in the rafters. You know, it's like playing a, yeah. a high school tournament or a um, Mm-hmm. like college hockey tournament or something like that like if you're in the same weekend the teams that are not yeah. playing at that time sit in the crowd and watch the games uh a 24-hour vip concierge uh on-site health professionals hotline so if you find anybody not following covid rules and, and regulations <laughs> it's an anonymous hotline you can call and tattle on someone the rat uh, line supposedly Jeez. there's a smart ring they're gonna wear that tracks your vitals so to make sure oh. you're not getting sick and, and, and so on. It's probably um, so like the Disney Magic Pass thing you have to wear. <laughs> so I started re- reading this list of things, and I was like, I'm coming, going back to work soon. Like, like I've been working this whole time, but like going back and yeah. interacting with the public. The public, the people I can't track where they've been or what they're doing or right. who they touched or didn't. And I don't have any of that. And I love my job. The company I work for is amazing. Warner Brewing Company has all the cool things. But that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'm like, these guys get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game. Yeah. And they have, like, a resort. Like, it's <laughs> – they're going on a cruise on land. Like, they're just – they have us, like – Yeah. I mean – Yeah, but they're going to be stuck these... in a bubble for, what, four months? Yeah. But... That stuff will probably still seem pretty cool, but I bet that will get old after the first <laughs> month. <laughs> And part of me wonders too, like you think how many of those professional athletes are playing Madden before it comes out anyways? Mm-hmm. How many of them are getting, you know, I feel like half of this stuff is like, this is stuff that you normally get anyways. We're just going to make it a little easier for you to get. But, also, is but it perception still. for us fans? 
yeah, people that, are like, oh, maybe they're rushing back into this, but look at all the stuff we're giving them. Like, look at the, yeah. the, the resort they're going to get. So don't worry. These players it. are going to be taken care of. It's like... Right. By the same time, I think the general public thinks they're overpaid babies half the time anyway, so... It's just... So this bubble makes sense. Like, the bubble boy, I don't know if you watched Seinfeld, yeah. the bubble boy. Like, yeah. this makes sense. Put them in a bubble because COVID in, in Florida has skyrocketed in the past couple of weeks. Like... Yeah. It's, like insanely skyrocketed and they're gonna be like let's send all professional basketball players in the united states to florida and have them hang out for a couple of months <laughs> <laughs> but so hopefully this will keep them all happy maybe Kyrie will show up because of all this stuff you think so Kyrie, oh he'll be there probably just being a jabroni um david <sighs> bertans two Kyrie. of the the bullets that he wasn't gonna play john wall was like if i wasn't injured i'd play i wouldn't play so all these people are like putting John their moral Wall. ground down, saying they wouldn't play. It's so weird because yeah. it's so easy to say that when you're injured and you wouldn't play anyways. Or like some of these play, who, what team is going to fight these people? Like we're talking to our employees as they come back. We're like, hey, you know, we'll slowly get you back. And mm-hmm. when we talked about opening potentially at the beginning of June originally, we said let's not rush people back. If they don't want to come back, we won't push them into it right now because it is an unsafe time and. You don't know what's going on and so on. Uh, let yeah. them stay home, collect their unemployment. And so on. obviously LeBron's not getting unemployment, right? I mean, like he's supposedly he already got all of his money for this year anyway. Like he gets paid differently than other NBA players. So if LeBron was like, I just don't want to play, are they actually going to withhold salary from him? Or are they just going to like be like, okay, whatever, because we're not going to force you to come play. Oh, I think Orlando. they should. I think so too. I just don't think that teams are going to battle that, like because of the fact yeah. that it looks bad for them. It's kind of like, hey, a mask is required here, but we're not enforcing it. Yes. So so I'm wondering if it's – to me, it's like, well, yeah, obviously, if you're going to get paid millions of dollars to sit home, I would choose that. It's the same thing some of these part-time employees who work, you know, 20, 25 hours a week right now, and someone's like, hey, we're opening back up. They're getting $250 from the state and $600 from the government. (laughs) Why would you come back? You're making more money on unemployment than you were – you know, your hourly wage. So these NBA players, is there an incentive for them to come back? Like if you're already making millions of dollars and sitting at home and with your family and not doing this basketball thing and you're the eighth place team in your conference, that right. you're likely not going to win the championships. It's not that's like you're really, I mean, these that's top what's teams, difficult. your Celtics, your Lakers, your, your uh, Bucks, you know, your Clippers, those are the teams that are fighting for an actual NBA championship. So why wouldn't you? Even though we talked about the idea of there probably being an asterisk, mm-hmm. you know, next to the season, you, it was a weird season. They played an NBA bubble, and um, is yeah. this is there enough incentive for these eighth place teams to come? I mean, maybe it's the first year. There's a better chance they're going to actually make it because of the weirdness of it. Like, you know, what I mean, some of these teams that didn't make or aren't really going to win the NBA championship might have a better chance of winning it because of this really weird format they're playing. Right. Yeah. It's definitely – I feel like it makes it almost anyone's opportunity. Like it, it makes it so that I feel like anyone has a chance right now, but at the same time, is there going to be that level of competition of I, I need to – we need to win this championship because there's going to be an asterisk. You know, like it just makes you wonder a little bit. Like LeBron, is he thinking – 
like I came to LA to win a championship and I did all this for the sake of winning a championship and and all that stuff. Is he still has that, does he still have that mentality or is he thinking, I don't want to win my championship in LA this way, you know, or is anyone thinking that is the Celtics thinking that, or are people thinking I want to win, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the team that wins this one. Correct, but in the same sense, do you want to be a team that doesn't win it? Like, if you look at the other side it's of true. it, it's like, like when you look back, we watched the last dance. Brian watched it, I watched it, and, and we we saw these six championships for the unbelievable '90s Bulls. And you talk about six rings from Michael Jordan, you know, and Scottie Pippen. You talk about six rings. Twenty-five years from now, LeBron has six, seven rings, whatever he has for rings at that time. Do yeah. people look back and go, "Oh, but one of them wasn't that that weird season for the the, the you know well, COVID." Or you it's just like go, he the, has six rings. Like, it's not like. Yeah. It's like that interview with Brian Scalabrine, if you've ever seen that. And they're like, are you, you know, disappointed that you didn't get to play in the finals, you know, and, yeah. and stuff. And he's like, dude, I just want a championship. He's like, in five years, I'll tell my kids that I played. In 10 years, I'll tell my kids I started. He's like, in 20 <laughs> years, I'll tell my kid, like, I'll have been the MVP. Like, you're not going to care as time goes on. So I guess you could look at it that way. I always thought that was hilarious when he said that. I'll tell my kids I was the MVP. <laughs> Cause well, because a ring is a ring. A ring is a ring. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing as a championship. But, a championship. Like when, when you look back and, and, you know, the Celtics have what, 17? So you look back and you see the Celtics win this year, they'd have 18. I don't, I don't there'd be some people that would be like, oh, you know, it's not as equal to the steroid era in ba- baseball where like Bonds is not in the uh, Hall of Fame because of his connection to steroids. Right. This is more like I try to think about it. If I was an NBA player, like this is something you can't, this is nothing you can control. Just yeah. go with it and continue the season. Maybe all these NBA players should be required to watch the, the last dance so they can have the mentality and the moti- that motivation that Michael instinct. Use this to fuel you. Oh, people are Fish. not taking this as serious. I'm going to win this championship right now to tell the proof to them that we still yeah. can able to be able to do it. Like, I don't know. It's just a different game. I feel like people have more feelings than they used to have. <laughs> people get hurt over things. There's it, money is such a big aspect of it, and I feel like like you you look at Michael Jordan and the he had the flu and that whole you know that game where he's like you know on death's door it looks like, but he's out there competing, giving it everything he has, and then you have these guys that are oh well you know I don't want to. I tweaked my ankle a little bit and it's I'm game seven nail. of the finals. And it's like, you're not going to play game seven. You know, it, I, I have a hangnail. They'll, they'll, they won't play. Or I, I, yeah. I slept weird on my leg or something. They won't play. Whereas Michael Jordan's out there, like literally on the brink of puking every 10 seconds. And he's out yeah. there playing his butt off. It, it, it showed the difference. And it, it's funny to, to segue kind of into a little bit of the last dance is we talked, my friends and I talked about it or Asa and I talked about it um, at work was, they made Pippen look out like a pansy, <laughs> but in, in 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 the end of it, if you look back, there was moments of him being very selfish and very un like the opposite of Michael Jordan at aspects yeah. at points because Michael Jordan would be out there busting his you know butt to try to get things done, and he's like, oh, well, you didn't pick me to get the last shot in the game. I'm just not gonna play then, and then sit right. down. It's like Pippen was like the modern day NBA player. <laughs> Or Jordan was part of the 80s and 70s NBA players that moved yeah. up. Like, it, it, Pippen had that aspect of, you know, 
I don't know. If it's not perfect for me, I'm not going to do it. Honestly, right. at moments, I could consider him to be closest to Kyrie Irving, an excellent NBA player who plays well with other, like when he's on a team with another star, he does well. And then, but also yeah. is the one that complains the most and doesn't want to do things. And, you know, look at Kyrie right now, not playing most of the season because he's injured, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly probably because if Durant was out there, he'd probably be playing through these injuries. Right. And it's like, because oh, it, yeah. it would be a good team. Pippen, oh, I'm not going to play because I don't want not the last shot da, 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 when Jordan wasn't on the team. But yeah. then, you know, so. And, and then you saw at the end, Pippen, was it 98? Or what, what year was it that he was dealing with back spasms? And still, like, he would go out to the locker room and they'd, they'd massage him down and he'd come back out and play. And it was like a change in Pippen from when yeah. Jordan wasn't on the team. When Jordan was on the team playing and they were about to win the championship, he's like, oh, I'll be out there then. But when Pippen, yeah. or when Jordan wasn't on the team and they weren't going to win the NBA championship, he's like, I'm not going to take the last shot. I'm not playing. Sat down. So it's yeah. like, I, I can see the kind of similarities between Kyrie Irving and Scottie Pippen in that way. I'd hate to be that mean to Scottie Pippen, but. I get it. I and and even after that, when they, he was talking about it, and he was like, "I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't have done it differently." It's like, really? Well, dig down. Gosh, like, it's, it's it's the same thing we deal with with politicians and people like that, where they double it. Recently, instead of apologizing or backing out of things, they're just doubling down on things. Right. No, I'm sure I said that, and it's like Pippin's like, you can't change the past, so you might as well just double down on it and be like, "That's who I am," and so on. And I guess, you know. yeah. And then talking about money in that aspect, the other one that really bothered me was the Pippin in the five-year, $18 million contract he signed. Yeah. And, you know, the owner of the Just team was like, don't do this, man. You're going to be better than you think you are, and you're going to make a better, better contract. If you sign this five-year, $18 million contract, I'm not going to reno- renegotiate with you. And he yeah. signed it. And his, his reasoning was, I needed the stability and then knowing that I'm going to make that money. And he took yeah. that roar roared over the risk and then three years into his contract two years into his contract he asked for a renegotiation because he doesn't make enough money and it's like well you know you, you chose one avenue right. that some people choose and you, you we could warned have you so no and and they then he had a bad relationship with the owner and it's like yeah you, you chose to do this i don't understand the you know yeah and you, you had a good reason about the decision that you made so and, and he had a good reason i mean think about it, it would be, if yeah. you were put in a situation like that hey you might make $36 million over the next five years, or you're guaranteed to make 18. Most of us would say, I want to guarantee the 18. Yeah. Like I, I, most of us would say that because of the fact that now, you know, in your mind, I'm going to make $18 million. Yeah. If you're like, I'll get you money this year and I'll get you money next year. And then potentially another $18 million. Like, well, I don't know. I might, I might make only $3 million. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's a difficult decision when there's that much money on the table, but if you make the decision, you have to live with it. You can't just. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, I get being like, uh, like I made a horrible decision, blah, blah, blah. But to then take it out on your team and have it affect your teammates and your, all of that stuff and sit out. And it's just like, no Make wonder it was like at bed. the end of his career, his injuries obviously plagued him, but no wonder he never continued on after Michael Jordan to be this yeah. star because it just, it, and he lived in the shadow of Michael Jordan. He was the second best player on the team the entire time Jordan was on that team. Like yeah. everything. If it was, there were some categories that Jordan was number two and he was number one, but most of the categories was Jordan was number one and then Pippen was number yeah. two. Um, and I mean, he was a good player because obviously the 93, 94 Bulls or 94, 95. 
the year that Michael Jordan retired, the Bulls were a good team. Yeah. They were a really good team. They just didn't finish, you know, so, but. Yeah. uh, It it was a crazy series to watch because, like, the the Last Dance, or chatting on it, anybody who doesn't know, The Last Dance was a documentary series. I can't believe it took so long for it to come out. Like, they filmed most of this in the 90s. Yeah. Why is it that they is it because they couldn't get players to sit down and talk till this long? I just it just did. It, I, well, Jordan's 20, like notorious for not doing interviews, so I wonder if it just they waited on him. It was to twenty be, years know. until this this thing came out basically because they filmed it all through the nineties, and it was nineteen ninety eight, uh, the ninety seven ninety eight season, which they let like unprecedented like let them have all the access they wanted and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm surprised it didn't come out in like two thousand. <laughs> Not right now, which I'm kind of glad it did because it kind of like 2000 would have been so fresh and so new that yeah. like, you know, years later, it's, but like. It's funny too, like when it, because this has been, like I remember hearing about this like a year ago, knowing it was coming out. And then to know that it landed like right at the perfect time of this whole quarantine thing makes you wonder, mm-hmm. did Michael Jordan plan COVID-19? I, I think he did. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Bill but, Gates I mean, and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Here's the other thing, talking about contracts and stuff like that. Do you think that Jerry Krause, the GM for the Bulls during the 90s, would have lasted more than a year in current NBA standards for the way he ran that team? I don't know. You You it, look at... At teams that produce, if I mean, hey, if you're winning one, two, three, four, like rings, it almost makes you think, hey, the guy's but, horrible, but he's doing it. Rephrase that is the '97, '98 Bulls, the Last Dance Bulls. Like when he came through and said, "You just, you're a, possibly could win your sixth championship, Phil Jackson." But I'm you're still not coming it. back. Yeah, I'm still. You're still done after this season, and then you're risking Michael Jordan going. I'm going to retire after this season, and Pippen wanted to be traded, and all the like blowing a team up that just won six NBA championships in what seven, eight years. Yeah, like to 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 talk about that, and then go, oh, this. I, I just feel like there's no way the fans would let them have it. it was the way that social media is in the internet and all that it's stuff. True. I feel like. The, the fans, I mean, did you ever see the movie Game Day? Not game, is it Game Day? Draft Day with uh, Kevin Costner. It's a uh, fiction um, story about uh, the, he's the GM of the Cleveland Browns. And it's about all about the NBA, uh, NFL Draft Day and what he does to make trades and things like that to, to, yeah. to make the draft. Um, and one of the guys trades the first overall pick to another team. And he looks out his his GM window, and there's people outside with like Matt, fake blow up dolls of him, like stabbing him, and all like, like they just oh, they, yeah. they, they were there, like upset about it. And I'm thinking to myself that Jerry Krause says at the beginning of the season, Danny Ainge says at the beginning of this season, whether the Celtics win the NBA championship or not, and right. your head coach is fired, and we're trading Tatum, and we're gonna you know trade Gordon Hayward and 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 Kemba Walker. I don't think the NBA Celtics fans would let them do that like i feel like yeah. they would be so much that they'd make the grossmans and the people who own the team fire danny ainge before he was allowed to fire all these other people yeah i just think with the so- social media would have you know there may have been a seventh championship for the uh the bulls if 
Yeah. You know, if Jerry Krause wasn't in, in the Social chair. media just changes everything about, mm-hmm. like, like a news story that takes a week to kind of gain steam back then is minutes now. And so it, it, it probably wouldn't have gotten to that point, I bet. But the same, you, I wonder how much of that fire is what won them, contributed to them winning not just that championship, but other years where mm-hmm. they had that poor relationship where he felt like he was the mastermind behind the team, not Michael Jordan, you know, all this crazy stuff. How much of that, you know, fueled them on. But at the same time, you see all this Michael Jordan just being a, a complete jerk to that guy. <laughs> and like, I, I, I heard something Michael Jordan said, like, oh, when you get done watching this, you're going to think I'm a complete jerk. <laughs> And there were aspects of like, man, he's kind of a dink. Do you think that uh, if you look and watch NBA uh, Space Jam, you know the leader of Monstars, the Monstar Mountain, whatever, he kind of looks like Jerry Krause in a sense. I'm wondering if there was a there was a you know correlation to that at all. Like this like short, stubby, chunky guy that (laughs) it's possible. But um, yeah, I just the social media is crazy. And some of the stuff we talk about, I talk about how like I love the show X Files, and even the show yeah. Seinfeld, where I don't think those shows could be made in 2020 because of the introduction of cell phone and the internet and all this stuff. Like on X Files, they had to like go see people to do investigations on UFOs yeah. and stuff. You know, nowadays we could just you and I could do all that investigations from our houses. We could just sit right. here and type on the internet, text people, call people. There's times where like. You know, Mulder got stuck out in the woods but didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. And nowadays, he'd be like, no, you'd have a cell phone or some way to call someone or get a hold of someone. Same thing with Seinfeld. It was like, oh, we met, we, we missed you. Where were you? Because the movie theater. And it's like, well, if you had a cell phone, they would have been able to call each other or text each other and be like, we're at a different movie right. theater. So there's like, like some of those old... things that change because of the time of, time of the life that it was put into. Yeah. Same thing with this, this last dance game. Would the, self, or the, the Bulls won as many championships if it wasn't for the lack of social media being on, on Jordan and yeah. all that stuff. There's a pressure that's on the NBA athletes nowadays just by performing. If you have one right. bad game, Twitter's all over you. Like there's no, you can never have a bad game nowadays without someone being all over you for no oh, reason yeah. at all. Even if you have a good game, people are all over you for something. Oh, you scored but, 38, not 40 points? What the heck? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Or you well, get, 40 get a points double? Yeah, you had two assists all night. He's, mm-hmm. You know, like look at James Harden. The guy gets like 40 to 50 points a night. People still trash on him for something. You, you know, know that three-pointer you missed in the second quarter? Yeah. So, like, it, it's, it is interesting. You hit 15 of them all night. You couldn't hit one more. <laughs> but do you uh, – one, one quick fact, last thing I want to talk about on the last dance. But did you know that in the 1993 NBA Finals, Game 6, the Paxton, he sought the last second shot, like the with five seconds left. Got there was like three seconds left after he made it. The three pointer to put him ahead. He was the only player that wasn't Michael Jordan that scored in the fourth quarter of that game. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I love John Paxton, man. Paxton Kerr, <laughs> yeah. You know, not to it's... talk race or anything, like that, but as a, as a white male growing up watching NBA, we, we obviously Celtics fans. We love Larry Bird and, and so on, but like. Steve Kerr for the, the the Bulls and and John Paxson for the Bulls in the '90s. It was like those were our dudes, you know, yeah. scoring little white guys who can shoot threes. It was like that's my guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it wasn't many. No, 
there still isn't many like good quality white yeah. athletes that play basketball. Um, it's just, but it's also because of things. There's other things I, I talk about, like, you know, tell me as someone who hikes Everest or, or does all this hiking and, and fishing in Maine, we talked about the other day. It's like, it's what you brought up in what culture you're brought up in of where yeah. the sports are. Basketball is really easy to play in inner cities in places that are, have a high population of minorities. And that's why basketball's taken off in those places. We haven't, we, you know, basketball's not like, there's not how many NBA players are from Maine. <laughs> I can't even name one you know how many yeah. baseball players there's only a few baseball players that have come from maine uh, honestly how many a- actors are from it so there's like maine has their own things yeah. like if there was a hall of fame for like lobster men and, and hiking and all this stuff then yeah. yes that we would be adamant so where you grew up and what you grew up and how what's around you does make a difference in what you are good and not good at and that's the reason why you know but when you see that uh steve kerr uh, looks like my uncle too, which is kind of cool. My uncle and him, when I was growing up, they looked like twins. So I'm always like, "Hey, Uncle John, you're playing for the Bulls." <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, the Raptors plan to travel to Florida today, uh, yesterday. So I don't know if they actually did or not. Their Instagram hasn't been updated since Father's Day, but they were he- heading to Florida. So that's a travesty. The Raptors, yeah. Let's let them. Well, we'll let them get all the COVID first, and then have the solid. Yeah. We'll test you out first, see if you uh, are any good down there. But, I mean, <laughs> so they did move it to the 30th. Uh, 31st was what we talked last time. The 30th is now when they're going to start, supposedly. I don't know. Like June? Or July. Okay. So we're is still there, a month away. Yeah. And I heard that there'll be some, like, exhibition games, I think. I would think. I mean, Which... can you imagine just starting the season? Well, just like, oh, start playing. Yeah. I still think they should have done street games, man, like – outside or like move it to like the end of the season of the three on three tournament <laughs> I was just gonna, in my head they, they should do a three on three <laughs> pick tie your best with, three the game's tied at the end of the game it goes into a three-point competition and if that's ties a dunk competition just make they a should think about that <laughs> like you know how hockey's got a shootout yeah. what if like you know you, you have an overtime but if it goes to double overtime let's just do a three on three nba jam style five minute well, we talked about the idea of friends like oh, when, I was, when I was writing basketball down in, in or uh, sorry, writing sports down in Massachusetts. One of the things we talked about is that the NHL does the they do five on five, and then the overtimes usually four on four or three on three, depending on. But just go every overtime, take away some players. So the NBA, yeah. it's like first overtime, it goes to four on four instead of five on five, mm. and then if you go to a second overtime, it goes to three on three. Yeah. And then after that, you'd have to figure something else out. But, like, I just think Although, if you open up space and you open up people to do isolation yeah. a little bit more and, and, and so on, like you, you, it, would, it would score – it would be a difference. So you'd have to try to – if your team was good at that, then you would be beneficial to go into overtime. If your right. team wasn't good at that, then you would not be beneficial to go into overtime. So it's like – I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I'm not a huge hockey – like, I love hockey, but I don't watch a ton of it. Mm-hmm. But I hate seeing a game that ends with a shootout. Like there's nothing worse that I, to win a game or to lose a game with a shootout. Obviously, you take the win wherever you get it, but to know that you lost because of a shootout, that drives me nuts. It would be like ending a baseball game in a home run derby. Yeah, you have five swings or whatever. You have five different players to try to get a home run. If you get a home run, you get a yeah. point. Like it's it, it's you one single player offensively versus one single player defensively. So this entire yeah. 
three period game, you know, ends with a goaltender is your only defense. Like it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah. Why he put, how much pressure does that put on a goaltender? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you're, you're, the, you, right. you, you played your butt off. It's zero, zero, the entire game. You played and your now butt you off. Gotta, yeah. One-on-one, you have to stop a player. Some of these players that have been like playing forever and can do all these different moves and you've got like six different moves you can do in the, in the net. Right. And it's your responsibility to stop this entire. We should end NBA games with half court shots. Well, nowadays they're in games. Or dunk competition. Because I was laughing in the uh, Last Dance uh, documentary, there was an episode where they were shooting from like the lo- like the, the the NBA logo, kind of like towards yeah. the end. Uh, you know where the red Arbok, like Arbok court is on the side. It's kind of like in front yeah. of the scorers table, but not at half court. It's like kind of like in a weird spot right there in front of the bench. And mm-hmm. they were shooting shots from there. Steve Kerr shot one, and, and and Pippen shot one, and Jordan was the last one to shoot one, and everybody missed it. But you're looking at them shooting it. It looked like they were straining their bodies so much to shoot from that far away. And yeah. I'm like, dude, that's like we're Harden and, and Curry know, and these like players. Curry's just, sweet spot. Damian Lillard just stands there and shoots a ball like it's no nothing and switches it. And all these NBA players back in the 90s couldn't even get it to the basket. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> that's why I think at All-Star Game, we should change it. And anything that's back that far should be a four-pointer. Yeah. Well, I liked how they made some adjustments to the All-Star game this year. Like, it, it actually had a level of competition oh. finally, which was, like, good to see. So it kind of makes uh, – not that the All-Star game and the way the season's going to pick back up is going to be anything like this. But I think it would be cool to have, you know, all the players watching all the games. Like, I don't know – they're not going to be at every one of them, but mm. it will be a level of, like – trash talk between you know like you get fans yelling at the players and stuff like that what if there's like trash talk among players and in the stands and players on the court like that could be kind of fun um that kind of stuff Who knows? It, it, w- it would be cool i don't know i just like i said you remember where mta mb sorry, mtv jams they used to have like the that 10 like a 30 foot hoop and all that stuff yeah like, yeah so <laughs> Do stuff like that would be kind of fun. It's funny how you mentioned the All-Star game. COVID has made me forget about how awesome that All-Star game was. And we're going to forget that in this whole NBA season because of the fact that. Right. Like this whole thing. That was one of the most perfect things that happened this season. And then we ended up postponing the rest of the season. And we're going to to be focused on this now, not the All-Star game, which is, I mean, we should be anyway. But um, yeah, I think that's a a, a lot of basketball talk. Uh, We we talked before, uh, Brian and I, about making – one or every other episode, a couple of short ones, not, you know, the past couple of episodes we've done, we've done about an hour and a half. And after a little while, I've had a couple of people be like, I dropped we get rolling. 45, 45 minutes. And I'm like, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, we're going to talk other things next time when Brian, hopefully, and then we'll probably, I think Brian and I are going to do an special episode as we get closer to the NBA returning, hopefully. Yes. That's specifically about more details about it. Uh, we'll make that some predictions. It'll be, so be kind of cool. Like what we see, you know, we'll try to remove our Celtics hats and shirts and do something just like what we actually see happening mm. in the NBA and not just what we want to see. And so uh, we'll do that as we get closer. But for right now, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about the NBA coming back on in the end of July and some of the last dance stuff. If you haven't seen the last dance, watch it. It's really worth it. Um, it's good. If you have, I think now on cable and things like that, I think if you watch on demand now, we watched ours on YouTube TV. Um, I, but think if you it, don't, I think it was, it was made 
in partnership with Netflix too. So it's, I bet so it'll be at some point, soon. yeah, some point will be on Netflix. It's it's ten episodes, but they're really worth it, and it's really well done. Like where they they didn't just do like linear, like timeline. It was like they jumped back and forth. I did like some ni- early nineties things, and which just, kind of annoyed it. me at 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 spots because I'm like, what year is this? Jeez, why can't they just Go from the beginning to the end, <laughs> but, but I understood why they did it. And there were some cool aspects of it that made it really cool yeah. to watch. And, and and even Taylor, who's not huge into basketball, but she would watch basketball over other things, um, was interested in watching it and learned some things about Michael Jordan. How honestly, yeah. how badass he was, just fearless and like using his mind games to to to, to play himself up. And you never wanted to say anything bad about Michael Jordan because you know the next time he saw you, he was going to humiliate you and be yeah. proud of it. Like. Oh, look at that. Missed the three-pointer. And next time he scores 55 points on you and you, your ankles right. are twisted. And yeah. So it's one of those things you learn never to trash talk Michael Jordan. And I think people do it, don't do it nowadays even. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so uh, go to Unrest Coffee. I just got mine on uh, Saturday. Um, get some Unrest Coffee. It's really delicious. That's what I've got going on Drink right it here. Drink it up. Some iced coffee. Unrest. Um, and... I guess we'll talk next time. Next week, I hope we have a cool, cool guest on next week. I just got to check in with him again before I announce anything. But I think we're pretty excited about that one. Um, follow us everywhere. Just another podcast, right? Everywhere. I'll see Brian in a couple of weeks. Um, happy Father's Day, man. Well, thank you. It was yeah. a good day. It was. I, I bet it was. You have a pool. Yeah. We swam a lot this weekend. <laughs> nice. But. You can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and on Spotify and, and we're now working on getting on Pandora and Stitcher and all the places. Just find us on there. We have been just another podcast. I'm Justin. See you later, Brian. See ya.